0: Hello, welcome to the Marvel Central podcast. I am one of your co host Henry.
1: I'm your other co-host, Matthew.
0: <laughs> and today we're talking about Oscar movies and our our favourite kind of winners um, and our least favourite winners mm-hmm. um, because the Oscars is a bit iffy every once in a while. Um, hard to describe, but yeah, they 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 make some choices every mm-hmm. once in a while. Um, <laughs> uh but yeah i just want to go through first uh, the fact that we do have an instagram account um and twitter um instagram account is at cinema marvelous hang on that's not true um <laughs> at marvelous cinema podcast um where we have daily reviews from monday, monday to friday i think mm-hmm. um oh, well f- uh, tuesday to friday and then mondays the podcast mm-hmm. um recently we we're going through well going going right uh through right now the spider-man movies we're currently at the second one um mm. and i think tuesday will be spider-man free um so that's very exciting at the mm. moment and then on our twitter we have at similar marvelous and we're doing the exact same thing over there just on twitter feel free to reply or comment or like or share um any help would be really appreciated um but yeah you want to I think. Well, i got a list yeah, first to go through. <laughs> yeah, because I just went through, like, this website. I think it was the Website Insider. Okay. Um, and some of these aren't that surprising or shocking, but some of them kind of are to me. Um, and they're kind of the Oscar movies that did win and what should have won. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some quite surprising ones here. And the first one I want to go through is Titanic 1 mm-hmm. um, for Best Picture, I believe. Um and instead, this site, uh, The Insider, says that La Confidential should have won that. game, okay. And I don't entirely disagree. Mm. Um, would you agree with that one?
1: I I think that's they're not wrong. I think they're within a shout. Mm-hmm. I think they've both got different things going for them. Those films. I've, yeah. I've 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 got on my screen. I've got a list of all the winners and the nominees. Um. Yeah. And I think you look at the list of the nominees for that year, and there's obviously this isn't including the ones that maybe got snubbed that year. I think it's pretty difficult to pick between Titanic, LA Confidential, and Goodwill Hunting.
0: Yeah, Goodwill Hunting as well, yeah. Um, also, the full I do think Titanic is, is a good film. <laughs> yeah, it's a good year for films, right? <laughs> um, but I think Titanic, even though I do like it a lot, it's not like I don't know. I think it deserves its like praise, and I do think it deserves to be the, the biggest film of all mm-hmm. time. It is very good, um, but yeah, Goodwill Hunting. Like I, that's a movie. <laughs> I, I, think
1: I appreciate Titanic more than I actually like it.
0: Yeah, and also Titanic is very not on a technical side, but more on a script side. Kind of very, kind of simple. Mm. Um, it is kind of a melodrama with very simple rich people versus poor people story Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah and I don't this is the one that won't surprise me but I think it's the one that's it was a big year for movies and I think it's surprising that Titanic actually did win in Mm. the end Um, but yeah
1: it's one of the few times I think the Oscars have responded to box office success
0: yeah every once in a while they do do that (laughs) Um, I
1: like to throw throw the money makers a bone
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well, they did the same for Avatar, I think. Was that nominated for um, Best
1: Picture?
0: Yeah, it was nominated. I don't think it won, though. Um, King's Speech, though. I think. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> which is my next one. Is it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Next one is The King's Speech, which is, I think, a pretty good mm-hmm. film. Um, I agree. Not bad. But the same year nominated was The Social Network.
1: Mm. You have and a lot I think it's a cr- There are a lot of bangers in 2010. Yeah.
0: There was, yeah. <laughs> I think it's kind of a crime that The Social Network mm-hmm. didn't win. Um, it's easily one of my favourite films of all time, and it's incredible. And as much as I did enjoy The King's Beats, it does feel like that kind of... I don't know how to put it, but, you know, that kind of Oscar-baity type mm. of thing. Um, and that director is very much known for oscar Beatty type films. Uh, oh, yes. And it's, he has um, um, recently... Hopper is <laughs> Tom Hooper? Tom Hopper? Mm. Um, and he has recently made Cats, which was you know, it was on its way to be an Oscar movie, mm. and then it really wasn't. It took, a, it took
1: a, <laughs> quite a severe detour at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder what his career is going to be like from no. now on.
1: <laughs> did, also, just looking at that list, again, like you said, I, I like The King's Speech. I think it's a enjoyable film. I think it would... That list that year would be. I don't know how they picked that one, because there are yeah, several that yeah. I think I'd probably pick above it. Because you've also got uh, you've got Black Swan, The Fighter, Inception, The Social Network, Toy Story Three, True Grit.
0: <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> a lot of better films. I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like The King's Speech to me. I never watched it thinking it's surprising the film got that many like accolades because it kind of feels like a. I don't know how to put it, mm. but a very British, just kind of feel good, surprisingly good film. Yeah, it does. And not like this big, amazing achievement. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I totally agree with this one. That's a bit weird that all those films, not even the Social Network, but all those films didn't quite win. Yeah. Um, and the one which is i like both of these films um i do prefer the one that they say sort of one but in 1990 uh dances with wolves uh one instead of goodfellas
1: okay which is
0: surprising because i think goodfellas is uh probably better remembered maybe i mean all but i mean the both of the films are pretty well remembered mm, i um, think and like yeah i guess i think Part of say?
1: why Dances of Wolves is remembered is because it won.
0: Mhm. Yeah. I think it also happens to be like one of those things where it was the first time an actor directed, produced, and written a movie, and he won like literally every award. No, Old Costner um,
1: mopped up that year.
0: Yeah. And then that led to the Costner kind of 10 year period of this big epic movie from him um, mm-hmm. to varying successes. Um you know, you get your postman, then you, then you get your, your water world. <laughs> um, but he gave it again. go. Which is interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, you tried. Um, um, one... Um, that is a weird year. So, Dancing World <laughs> the One. The other four nominees were Awakenings, Ghost, The Godfather Part 2 and Goodfellas. Godfather Part 3.
0: Oh, Goodfellas. okay. Ghost. Godfather oh, Part 3. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. Ghost, why... It's a good film, (laughs) but is it Oscar (laughs) I don't know. Um, There's something about the Oscars where you don't expect certain movies, and they're really to shock you Mm. every once in a while. Um, I think the big one here, actually, is quite an old one, because I have heard of this film, but not to the extent of the other film. Um, uh, In 1941, How Green Was My Valley uh, won... Um, the Oscar for Best mm-hmm. Picture instead of Citizen Kane interesting ok yeah surprising yeah. considering Citizen Kane is Citizen mm-hmm. Kane literally the movie everyone just is is pretty much a placeholder for the the world's greatest movie mm-hmm. of all time you just it's, say that it's a film um, that um,
1: people say is the greatest greatest film of all time but I think nobody actually knows why <laughs> 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 I don't yeah. know why
0: yeah Yeah, I think. I remember it was on TV once and I watched like half an hour of it. And I was like, oh, I get it. But I didn't. I haven't watched it yet, like properly. Um, Mm, I think I I watched it quite a few years ago. I kind of came in like halfway through. Oh, really? Okay. I
1: I, I watched it quite a few years ago. Um, My phone did come out. I'll be (laughs) honest. (laughs) Yeah. It's not. It didn't grip me. Um, Yeah.
0: It's. I think it's more of a kind of a, a technical mm. achievement. Thing. Yeah. Uh, people um, obviously
1: like it, so, you know, fair play to them.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think the big one for me, and I think it's quite a famous one, um, in 1998, um, Shakespeare mm. in Love won the Best Picture Oscar instead of Safe and Private Ryan, which is incredible. Like, who, why? <laughs> it makes no sense to me. Mm. Um yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know anyone who's a big fan of, you know, uh what was it? <laughs> Shakespeare in love. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I don't know anyone who's a big fan of that movie. I don't think it's even real I don't even think it was even like that well reviewed at the time. Yeah. Um it was just kind of well liked and it had a big cast. Um yeah, I've got no idea what happened then. Mm-hmm.
1: Um I saw a bit of trivia again, for saving private Ryan the other day. I don't know oh. if it's true. But apparently, they made all the main cast um, do a bit of military training before filming, except mm-hmm. Matt Damon, because they wanted <laughs> right. to build up resentment among the rest of the actors towards Matt Damon.
0: <laughs> I always like shit like that. Just people just doing really weird things. <laughs> oh. I hate. It. I do kind of hate it though in horror films when they're like let's, like, abuse this actor, actress because they're meant to be horrified. Yeah, it's a bit... Don't! It's a bit much.
1: I mean, <laughs> there's a difference between playing a, a slight psychological mind game and literally yeah. abusing them.
0: Yeah. Just don't do that, mm. guys. It's not worth it for the art, you know. It's not worth it. <laughs> oh, uh, dear. But, yeah.
1: Chicago <laughs> beat Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers.
0: <laughs> Did it? Oh, my God. Oh. Wow. When... I mean, I always always kind of um, feel very good when I remember the fact that Return of the King won every Oscar.
1: (laughs) It did everything. Yeah. Um, I was looking through these earlier to sort of prepare for this. And there were a few that surprised me. For example, I never knew that Rocky won Best Picture.
0: Oh, yeah, it did, yeah. Big film.
1: I I think think he'll... um... You'll know that the, 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 this, for me, is, is, a, is a bit of a moral victory. But I have I have got immense satisfaction from knowing that Rocky beat Taxi Driver.
0: Who are Martin Scorsese? I know.
1: Well, <laughs> mine is, in his three Oscars.
0: Yeah. And probably many more yeah. <laughs> at some point. Oh, I'll keep going. Yeah. Um,
1: also, one of the things that struck me off going through this list is how few of them I've actually seen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I always kind of feel bad. Um, I mean, I mean, there's just so many films that kind of won the best Oscar and all that sort of thing that kind of always just fade away. Mm. Um, it's very rare that you get an axe wall, like film that everyone kind of agrees is going to be around for mm. a while sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's really weird. In, in fact, it makes feel oddly, a bit like...
1: I think... Um... This year's one was going pretty well until they announced the best actor
0: one. Oh my god! I think I
1: got got away with it this
0: year. Yeah, it's the first time I've ever watched it live. Actually, this year, Um, I've never, I've never, and it was, it was going. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of annoying that it's you know in America and it takes to half four in the morning. Um, But it was like it was going very well. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. I kind of prefer it as well because everyone was you know it wasn't a big stadium or anything. It was like a kind of a small venue um, outside and there was, you know, people there that were only meant to be there. It wasn't anyone else. Mm. Um, Which was kind of, it felt more cosy in a way and not like grand and just too much. Um, Mm. Yeah, and then it ended. (laughs) And then there
1: was... (laughs) "Mm." And then it came to the last category and they pissed everyone off because they couldn't resist it. Remember they just got to the end and realised, oh my God, we haven't done anything controversial yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the Oscars always needs one thing to go really bad, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think it will forever be the most famous thing in probably Oscar history will be the La La <laughs> Land win and the Moonlight mix-up. Mm, I still um,
1: love that picture it- of the audience.
0: Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I, always, I
1: always just <laughs> think of The Rock's facial expression.
0: <laughs> it's his best acting.
1: It genuinely does <laughs> 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 just the way it's just so curious yet so perfectly posed
0: yeah he's doing his um jumanji smolder <laughs> yes. he's doing it for real um incredible and then ryan gosling doing his little his little
1: laugh oh yeah <laughs> um but yeah oh, that actually ties into Another one of uh, I'm not going to mention it now because it does tie into one of my picks. But one of the, one of the other greatest facial expressions from an Oscar ceremony. Oh, we'll get to that. But a bit of a cheeky tease.
0: Okay, okay. What do you want to get to? Your first pick. Um,
1: then? Okie dokie. Yeah, let's do I'm I'm gonna. Uh, I, Shall I go with my pick for the one that I'm not so keen on?
0: Sure. I'm yeah. Flip
1: it up a bit so I can, so I can end on a positive. You know me. I mm-hmm. like when happy. Yeah. Um, so this isn't even a film that I dislike, mm-hmm. but it, it was just a really problematic winner, um, yeah. and that is 2018's Green Book.
0: Oh, okay. I picked this oh, one yeah. too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I I went to, I went to see Green Book after this after it mm. won. Because it was a case of, I think I covered the Oscars for the student newspaper in Leeds. And Mm -hmm. so I had basically written all about this Oscar ceremony and why people were pissed off. But Green Book was one of the ones (laughs) that I hadn't actually seen. I had seen pretty much all the others. And it's quite simply because it crossed my mind, well, well, it's not going to win. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. um, because people were talking more about, about the others. People were talking more about Black Klansman and the Favourite and Roma. A Star is Born, even about Black Panther more than they were Green Book. And how how Vice managed to, to sneak his way in there, I don't know. <laughs> um, but so I decided to go see it and my overwhelming reaction was that it wasn't terrible.
0: It's not like Bad or anything. No, I, just... I
1: think it's a perfectly fine, enjoyable Sunday night film. It gives mm-hmm. you a little warm feeling at the end. But I yeah. think the main problem is just timing.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: I think any other year prior to 2018, if the Oscars had picked a green book to win, there'd have been no problem.
0: Yeah, probably
1: but you pick Green Book in a year where everything's everything's heating up. <laughs> We've been <laughs> um, There's the push for diversity, there's the push for black-led films, and you have a ceremony where there are a lot of diverse winners, a lot of diverse nominees. You nominate a, a comic book film for the first time for Best Picture. Yeah. You, you nominate Spike Lee. You have... You have all these films, and then you pick Green Book, which is the definition <laughs> of <laughs> racism answered. Because I, I... I'm not going to get overwhelmingly technical, but I, my final essay for uni was about Black Panther. And it was all about... Um, a lot of the reading that I had to do for it was about theories behind um, Black films from the, the 70s, 80s, 90s black films made by white people and the general consensus is the biggest problem with a lot of those films, films like uh, The Colour Purple um, is that they end on a note of oh well, we've solved racism
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: Um, and Green Book is definitely the answer to that it, or the the per, uh, perfectly modern example of that and you have it beat Black Panther and Black Klansman. And it's kind of one step forward and fifty back. <laughs> it's Yeah It's a curious, curious decision as to why why they did that. As well It's genuinely painful the <laughs> irony of Green Book beating Black Klansman after which is the same pretty much the same as driving Miss Daisy beating
0: do the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that's <laughs> my favourite thing to come out of this, like in terms of like meme sort of thing, of like him Spike Lee's reaction to it mm-hmm. winning. Um I don't know if it was specifically in reference to Green Book, but there's this interview clip of him in a th- he was wearing like this very great amazing purple suit and he's like getting asked like I think he's I'm pretty sure the question was, Did you like Green Book or mm-hmm. something like that? And his reaction is the most hysterical, like, holding back the truth sort of thing, but not really, where he kind of goes silent for a bit, and then just goes, you know, I'll say one thing, and he goes really close to the microphone and goes, not my cup of tea. And then he just he just runs away laughing and then comes back still laughing and goes, not my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the hilarious thing, and I didn't know this until, like, after the actual Oscar like, ceremony was over. Um, But when Green Book got nominated, I think there's like... There's like so many little clips where you can see people in the audience looking at each other going, of course, like, Mm. of course it was this one. Um, And Spike Lee has the best one again where he literally tried to walk out of the whole, like, thing. Like, he was going to leave and just walk out of it. But I think some security guard stopped him and he couldn't do it, so he had to go back to the seat. Um, And aside from that, it was also... I'm pretty sure it might have been Chadwick Bozeman and someone else, I think, probably on a black paper team. Is, this is what I, I was going to mention earlier. Yeah, I think they're like, look at each other, like, God damn it. Yeah, if, you, if,
1: if, if you Google it, it's, it's sort of, it's Chadwick Bozeman turning to Michael B. Jordan. And it's just an expression of, like a, just like a, I don't know how to describe it, just, yep. Yep,
0: yeah, we're here now. Uh,
1: it's like you can almost imagine they had a conversation beforehand where one of them said, "Surely they won't do it," and the other one said, "I bet they do," and then they did.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things where if you like, similar to like some of the ones we talked about just before this. where it's like you look at the lineup and you think, any film but that one, I'm fine with, because it's not even that it's a bad film. I don't think anyone would really say it's a outright bad no. film or something like that. But it is. It's a warm, fuzzy, rainy Sunday movie that, you know, quote-unquote, solves racism through a white person, a white male lead, who is, um, you know, it's written and directed by white people, and it's also directed by comedy people, Mm -hmm. um, and they, for the most part, kind of make light of the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of... It also has this really weird scene in it, and there's quite a few of these kind of scenes. But there's one really weird scene that always to me was like the most cringy. Like, oh, this is this is bad, especially knowing who wrote this. Um, It's when like the main character teaches uh, Mahershala Ali's character how to eat chicken. Mm. It's so uncomfortable and so kind of just like you you can feel like the fact that this just feels wrong mm-hmm. in every sense. And and then post the film, like, coming out and winning Oscar and all that, I don't know, I can't remember specifically what it was, but I do remember hearing about how it doesn't really match up with the actual real-life story and that the family of either family, I can't remember which family it was of which character, but the family is not at all happy with the film. Um, and they kind of, not berated, but, like, weren't happy with the performance by... Uh, uh, Ooh, Viggo motion mm-hmm. um, and how the how he was portrayed and all that sort of thing, and I think it's all around just kind of a way for him to win. I think it's again like it's it's not like it's not bad bad. It's just kind of we don't need this type of story right now or ever again, really. No, <laughs> um, where you know a white protagonist kind of through you know spending some time with a black person learns that. Oh, they're not that bad. <laughs> like, don't do that. Yeah, it's
1: kind um, of painful. It's kind of... We're, we're well beyond that. Yeah. I like to think um, of
0: Yeah, and it's just... Yeah, it's it's one of those very few times in the Oscars where I feel like they chose the wrong one on mm. purpose to annoy us. <laughs> um, <laughs> I
1: also... I read something, and I can't... I don't know if this is true. Um, it sounds too unbelievable to be true, but I feel think it was in like a fairly reputable newspaper and it was that one of the main people behind Green Book, I can't remember who it was, but apparently they were in a meeting or something and he just whipped his penis out
0: Um, Who? The director? I can't
1: can't remember if it was the director or one of the writers or just a producer, but one of them just decided to get his kit out.
0: A classic (laughs) Jarleto
1: Um, mm-hmm. Which doesn't exactly lend a positive light to Green Book. Mm, Another really. one of the sort of famous images is when it won. You see the the Green Book team, like all the producers, all the writers, the director, go onto stage, and I think there's literally one black person. The rest are yeah. all white.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. It's it was. Um, I remember when it happened. I like, remember when I was like, I think it was on Twitter. I don't think I was actually watching it. But I remember it getting announced and literally having that moment of like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like just like actual pain in the sense that you knew that this didn't just hurt to see it happen, but also it must have hurt so many people that loved these other films and people that made mm. these other films that finally were getting nominated and they still can't even win compared to, uh, you know, a very, you know, a white interpretation mm. of this kind of sort of thing. Because um, I,
1: like, I, I imagine that sort of everybody involved in Black Panther, they probably went aware of the fact that they'd. It's highly unlikely they'd pick a comic book film. So if yeah, the team yeah. behind that, if they didn't win, I don't think they'd have been overly surprised.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But to 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 lose to that.
0: Yeah, to lose to. I mean I think it would have been I think it would have been an amazing kind of day, even for the people that didn't win, if like black clans oh, yeah. were um and I think it would have been probably one of the best endings to a ceremony because you would have had mm-hmm. this film where and I think it's so ironic as well because on the one hand you have this very rosy, kind of warm hearted, very, you know, not much about, you know, actual the politics of being a black person in the south of america um is discussed that much um you have this kind of very warm and friendly thumb on one hand and then on the black clansman side you have probably one of the most uncomfortable kind of experiences told from the perspective of a black person um about these issues and it relates really, all of this to the and in literally the last like two like five minutes whatever it is at the end credits it literally goes mm. Yeah, usually these films end with some sort of we solved the issue of racism and but this one literally goes and transforms the story from being set, you know, in the past to literally playing real life footage from today. Um well under the Trump presidency and all these different events that were happening and all these different uh, protests and these attacks that were happening. Um and it literally directly related to right now instead of just ignoring the fact that You know, it doesn't. Nothing ever gets. Nothing got solved by the end of the film in terms of the big issues. Um, so it's it's so kind of painful to see the happy one win over the actually uncomfortable one. Mm. Um, but yeah, just a weird one in general. (laughs) Very
1: weird. And also, if one of the things that I feel like speaks volumes to how these things are marketed, but I think we've said it before, but the black. Clansman trailer made it look like a comedy
0: you did yeah and yeah. it's
1: not like slightly cut it was properly cut to look like a comedy which is a massive mm-hmm. disservice to the film because it's there, there's the odd bit of sense of irony in it through the odd, mm-hmm. the odd interaction but it's not a comedy it's a very hard hitting drama
0: yeah um yeah it's just a, it's a depressing episode in the the Oscars life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not a good year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Which is um,
1: so sad because it could have been one of the best years. If they yeah, that's probably the biggest part about it. A, a, a different film, it would have been one of the best ones. Yeah.
0: It's not even a sense of, like, if you picked the other one. It's, like, literally any other one mm. that you nominated. Just for this one time, please, like, at least. <laughs> yeah, because um, you
1: have... If I just look at the, the other winners, you have... The the winners for all the different character categories include, if you discounting Best Picture, you have Alfonso Quaron, Rami Malak, Olivia Coleman, Mahershala Ali and Regina King. You have Into the Spider-Verse winning best animated a feature. Um So yeah, it was just so close.
0: <laughs> it's like an almost thing. Um but yeah. Do you wanna move on to uh, my next. Bit. Go on then. Yeah, let's have it. Okay, I think I'm gonna go for my well. This is yeah my good one because this was this was my bad one. Um, uh, so yeah, my kind of one of my favorites at least was the Ship of Water, which didn't win like Best Picture. I don't think, but I think in the it did. No, <laughs> well, it
1: won Best. off the Ask for Best
0: Picture. Yeah. Oh, did it? Okay, okay. Wasn't sure about that one, but yeah, um, Ship of Water. I think because. I think mostly because it's so weird um and kind of not usually what you'd expect to the oscars to like kind of go yeah that one we'll want that one mm-hmm. to win um it's you know it's a film and i love it whenever i hear people that don't generally like watch these type of films or know about uh Gule- Gule- i might say this wrong um Guillem- guillermo del mm-hmm. toro um uh, they might not watch any of his films or anything, but they heard about this some kind of the Oscars and the BAFTAs um, and maybe watched it. And it's always kind of my favourite thing to hear people talk about it and kind of go, it's the one where, like, the fist has sex with a woman, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that does happen, but it's not, like, about that. Like, it's not that. <laughs> um, and it's... I think it's one of those things where it's it kind of similar to some movies that I love that, like, are so weird and odd where it's kind of like, it's not what you're telling, it's how you're telling it, and it's reminds me of Swiss Army Man in some ways, because it does have that weird kind of central idea, premise of a fish monster, but he falls in love with a woman, and they actually do, you know, have sex, and all this sort of thing. Um, and it's so interesting, and I think it's, it was honestly, like, remarkable watching it for the first time, especially when I was watching it and realizing, oh, it's not, the monster isn't him, it's these other people that are the monsters. Mm. And it was so ironic, it was so ironic and so kind of just, oh, I am smarter than you <laughs> sort of thing, when I kind not remember who it was, it might have been Piers Morgan, or maybe Jeremy Clarkson, I don't know who, but you, that, you know that yeah. type of person <laughs> in the media, type of person who, in small doses is kind of funny, but not for like longer than 20 mm. minutes, um, it's just kind of annoying to be around them and know they exist and have their opinions, and um, it's, and they were like, oh, so the best picture Oscar winner, whatever it was, um, you know, oh, it's the one where you know, the monster has sex with a woman, and oh, we're really going to give it to that one, oh, because the mon because of all this like you know, uh kind of predatory behavior and all that sort of thing, and mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, oh, but did you actually watch <laughs> it? <laughs> and did you realize the monster isn't the this person? It's the people that are hunting him down and the prejudiced people that are controlling the world around them and all these sort of things. And it's like, it's, it's they're the monsters. And it's not even like a subtext sort of thing. It is literally the first thing the narrator says in the in the movie. Um, like, monsters are not what they're or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and it was so ironic and so kind of funny to see them, see a lot of people that are like, blowing up, blowing up about it, how like the monster and all that is a monster movie where he had sex with a, a woman or whatever. Um, and it was just so funny, and I think it's, I think it's one of those things where it's even people that didn't like it, it's stuck in their minds, mm. um, and it's still one of those things I hear about a lot, and it's just kind of a really lovely movie as well. Um, it's again, it's also really weird. I love the fact that this movie won Best Picture or and the BA- uh, Bafta, and it's a movie that includes not only a fish monster or whatever or you know, a uh, glowing, like, neon skin body and that like, he heals bullet wounds with. It's, like, a movie in which the movie goes to black and white for a little bit and has a little dance sequence. Mm. Um, and it's full-on shot like a classic 1950s sort of dance sequence. And it's it's all kind of beautiful and weird and so kind of abstract and not at all the usual thing you'd expect for the Oscars to go, yes, that film. Um Because usually what you expect is The King's Speech or, Mm. you know, um, Les Miserables or maybe one day Cats. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think it just stuck out to me as one of those kind of, oh, you can make really weird personal odd films and still have the Oscars Mm recognise you. Um, I mean, it's still annoying that they don't ever pick genre films. It's still kind of a weird thing when they're like... Oh, you're an action film, or you're a sci-fi film, or you're just, you're just a rom-com. You can't be included in this sort of lineup. Yeah. Um, they still yeah, do do that um, often, annoying. but yeah. Um, but this was kind of a rare case where, even though it's hard to say it's a genre film, it is still kind of leaning towards that a bit. So it kind of helped out and feeling kind of progressive for the mm-hmm. Oscars. Um, um and. This is this weird thing on the Oscars. And I think we keep talking about it, which is like, you kind of want the Oscars to fight against themselves and kind of change mm-hmm. a bit, and they are so unwilling often to change that it's kind of painful at points. Um, so whenever you do get like these sort of small victories, it feels very rewarding that it gets recognised. Even though I think we both agree that it doesn't really doesn't really matter that no, much. No, it doesn't. Um, considering we just went through a list of, a list of movies that we, we entirely went through the entire thing and went. It's weird that this one won and this one didn't. And there's many films that did win that we do not know about. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it doesn't matter that much. But it just feels nice when they do kind of recognise something. Mm. Especially with it really being good.
1: Guillermo del Toro.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I, again, I remember it's probably one of my favourite ever accepting speeches. Not that I have many favourites, that I watch many of them. I just think it's a lovely little speech. I can't remember if it's the one where they won... The best picture, I think with his um, best director one, but it's just such a sweet, lovely little little speech. Um, and it's of, we're picking this genre film. It's also kind of. I'm I'm glad he won. I'm just glad that, that he, he's 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 being shown some appreciation.
0: He also deserves like deserves it over any film he's made. Mm. Really, I mean. Even his like films that I don't love from him, like Blade Two, that's kind of alright. <laughs> I'm kind of like, yeah, but he's still very good at what he <laughs> does, <laughs> and it's annoying that just because his movies include a monster or a robot or whatever that the Oscars or whatever award people are like, no, not that guy because he has a robot in his film. Mm. Um, but yeah, were you happy about it, being like a, a pretty big winner?
1: Yeah. Um, um, also, it's one of the ones where you know you look at the if you look at the list, it's one way you think. I'd have probably picked that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there, um, there's maybe... There's a few that could have maybe given it a run for its money, but I'm looking at it and thinking, yeah, I'd have picked that.
0: Who else was up for that? Um, and yeah. The other
1: nominees were Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, and Three Billboards. Oh, yeah, The Post. <laughs> I quite enjoyed that film. I didn't enjoy, well, enjoy it, but I, I liked it.
0: I did too, yeah. Um, but it was definitely one of those um, it was one of those kind of like I guess you might as well give it a nomination sort of it,
1: film. It was also sort of classic Oscars. Not only is it a historical based drama, it's also produced by Steven Spielberg and has a cast that features Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks.
0: Yeah. That's... Um, That gives you the Oscar, (laughs) unlikely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But
1: yeah, I'm I'm glad it won.
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think it's just a really kind of odd, and I think the big thing for me is this is an odd film to Mm. win. Um, I think that's the big thing when the Oscars. Not sometimes. Sometimes your favorite Oscar kind of things aren't really about the fact that your favorite film one or whatever it's more or less the fact that the really unusual choice won um and even in like the days of like the year of la land versus moonlight mm-hmm. um i have the film i was more than happy to win um but it was nice that even to a certain extent like it was nice that in the end um moonlight did win because la land was getting so much praise from all of the oscars um that it's kind of nice that, you know, the kind, not the underdog, but I guess in that match, it was definitely like the more of an underdog, I guess. Um, it was nice that that one won in the end. Mm. Um, so it always feels like you're for the underdog, even though you might prefer the other film mm. <laughs> because the Oscars are so kind of prestigious and posh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you want to go for your The one I want... Um,
1: yeah, I had a bit of a struggle with <laughs> this one, and like I said before, I, I there are, it sounds odd to say, but there are probably several that I'd go for for this category had I seen them, right? Yeah, um, because this is a major confession I haven't seen Schindler's List.
0: Oh, really? And I feel
1: like if I have, if I had seen that, I would have gone for it. <laughs> Yeah, and <laughs> um, just looking through them, I'm going to go for a really odd pick. Part of me wanted to pick Lord of the Rings, um, because it's a genre film winning. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think we, I think I, I have mentioned that on the podcast before. So a rather unusual pick for me is 2009's winner, which is The Hurt Locker.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: Now this, just for a bit of context. This, I think this was, well, looking at it, this was the first year they expanded the number of nominees. So 2008 you had five, this 2009 you have... 10.
0: 10? Oh my God, it doubled
1: mm. it. Has it gone down now? Jeez.
0: I feel like it has, because I don't remember 10 this
1: year. You're 8 this year. There were nine the year before. So who, who knows? Who knows what's going on? But anyway, there are mm, ten this okay. year. The other nominees... Again, it's another good set of nominees. You have Avatar, The Blind Side, District 9, uh, An Education, Inglorious Bastards, um, Precious, based on the novel Pushed by Sapphire. That's the full name, <laughs> by the way.
0: A oh. Serious Man,
1: <laughs> up and up in the air. Mm, okay. Um Now, the reason... I've gone for this one is because it's it's a film that i didn't expect to like but i did um yeah it's i i, I went through a phase at one point um i think it was the first year of uni shows what my mental state was where i watched quite a few war films <laughs> <laughs> right. um, i think among I, think I watched a load a few from the 80s i watched um i think i watched platoon which is another winner Um, I watched uh, Full Metal Jacket. I think there was another one from the 70s or 80s. Um, um, And then I watched this one and Black Hawk Down. Um, And this, The Hurt Locker, was probably my favourite from that bunch. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a genuine... a lot of war films, a lot of the good war films, like those ones I listed, they they're great at not glamorising it. However, I feel like the Hurt Locker is particularly good at that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's one of the one of the more, more brutal ones, um, and I think it's helped by two two great performances from what would later become Marvel people. Um, <laughs> you obviously got Jeremy Renner and Anthony Mackie um and it's one that just there's not necessarily as much big things happening i suppose like in a lot of war films there's the big main fight big main battle um for films like black hawk Down, it's the whole film um <laughs> but you have uh you have just a general sort of more karma well, not karma but just generally, a focus on the characters a lot more, and I think that's something that, you know, it's it, it helps it immensely. I think it's really well directed by Ethan Bigelow, um, and it's just for for its sheer focus on sort of mental health as well. It's one that I'm kind of glad it won. Um, do you have any particular feelings on it if you've seen it?
0: Yeah, I did see it. Um, I really liked it a lot. I think it was, like you're saying, it was the fact that it was a war film and did have its moments of being kind of, not the big battle, but kind of the big kind of moments of war is really horrifying. Mm. <laughs> but for the most part, it is a film about these characters and it kind of, my favorite thing about the film was the fact that we did go home mm. for a bit. Like, Jerry and Renner, the character, goes home for a bit and I just love the way that his kind of need to be in that situation of like tension and war and high stakes kind of has overtaken his sense of even wanting to be home anymore, um, which I found really cool, uh, not cool, but, <laughs> but like really interesting and kind of a different approach that I haven't really seen. Um, even in like films about wars that are going on, like more recently, like the you know like there's a movie called Three Kings about the Gulf War. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's those are very much the type of stories where it's not necessarily about the big battles more often than not, um, which is quite rare because most of our war movies come from World War Two, mm. um, and most of the most famous ones and the yeah, the best ones as well like come from the big battles and you know you got Hacksaw Ridge and Saving uh, Private Ryan, um, and they all kind of take this kind of idea of trying to translate war into. The situation uh, on screen um but i just think like i had a, a really weird thing where it wasn't translating the situation as much as it was translating the kind of the repercussions of being in that state of mind for that long um and how much it can just completely change like what you prioritize in life um and it's i just yeah i really liked it a lot um i found it really interesting and. I think it's the first time a woman won for the Oscars.
1: A female director, Is that true? Yeah.
0: yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah which is great. And Catherine Bigelow, uh, Catherine Bigelow before this directed, well, not before, but like before, like in her career, directed Point Break, I think, with Keanu, Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, <laughs> which is an amazing film, by the way. Um, but it's I always find it interesting whenever I see a director go from. I get a really good film, but like Point Break to The Hurt Locker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's like this really. It's almost
1: like a moment of right. I'm taking the gloves off. I'm not messing. Not that she. Not she was because, like I said, Point Break is a good film. Um,
0: it's a, it's like one of those things where you go back to those. Um, you go back to Point Break or whatever it might be or, you know, with, I don't know, Sam Raimi, you might go from his Spider-Man mega blockbuster films to Evil Dead and go, oh yeah, even when you were making like these very small, not well, like, genre sort of films, you're still using the same kind of techniques and you're still, mm-hmm. you're still just as good there as you are now at uh, mm-hmm. doing these big Oscar films. And, like, same thing with like Ryan Coogler as well, like, he's amazing in Black Panther and he's amazing with Creed, but like, before that with like Fruitvale Stacey and you're kind of like oh but he was always like even when before he was doing these big recognizable movies he was still just as good Mm -hmm. but with smaller kind of things um and I always find that really fascinating going from really small films that are extremely good that don't really get recognized until later on when you make Hurt Locker (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and you go back to Point Break and be like oh this is really well directed (laughs) (laughs) um but like
1: i said before, the Oscars don't necessarily ultimately matter that much, but I think it's just nice in, in those specific occasions to just see a director that you know you like get that recognition because you, you know you watch those films and, and and you know if you're a fan of them you know yeah there's there's talent behind the camera and you you like them but it's just that moment of everyone else has seen it now
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. um <laughs> just a sort of a, a quick question if 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 it is possible to have a, a favorite i said in air quotes what would be like a favorite war film do you think there is a, a, a definitive best one
0: oh um i don't know i think uh, i do um generally think that I think 1917 was probably my most recent memory of, like, a Great War film. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that means it's my favourite or anything. I just think it's my most recent memory of a Great One. Um, I guess my favourite, I guess, would probably be Silly Private Ryan.
1: Okay.
0: I do think it's... I do think it's probably... Yeah. Yeah, I think it might be for me. Um, It's a lot of them, Mm -hmm. though.
1: (laughs) I'd I'd be tempted to say... um... Um, Hacksaw Ridge
0: yeah that is a great one I do like that one a lot but, and Andrew Garfield is, so yeah,
1: is. I, th- I think it's so difficult to say because you almost don't want to say the word favourite and war in the same sentence
0: it does yeah it's hard to like be like oh yeah it's a great experience <laughs> yeah,
1: not, I had so much fun yeah <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. That's all around, around that sort of rounds that section off for me
0: um, I think we're through both of mine, yep. because of Green book.
1: I I, I kind of stole um, your...
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of another one that didn't sit right with me. Um, I don't know. There's not really one that I ever got angry about.
1: No, I, I can't say there is. Like Like you said, there are ones like Shakespeare in Love where you think, Eh, really?
0: Yeah, how did that happen? <laughs>
1: um, I know one that people always say is the worst one is Crash.
0: Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, I think it's a David Cronenberg film. Mm. Um, Is it David
1: Cronenberg? Yeah, Kronenberg? it's
0: not well-liked.
1: Paul Haggis.
0: Oh, okay, I thought it was him. Um, um, yeah, I heard about this song. Have you seen it? I don't know. No, I haven't seen it because I keep on hearing the worst things <laughs> in the world about it. <laughs> um, I hear it's one of those kind of... Um, similar to Green Book kind of we solved racism at the end or whatever kind
1: of yeah it's like um, there are a lot of problematic things about it
0: yeah and I've heard it's very like, m- yeah, manipulative yeah um, yeah. <laughs> so I don't really know what to make of it I don't really want to watch it either
1: <laughs> I again similar to Green Book I'd say it's not it's not terrible it's not it's just problematic in, in some aspects and maybe not deserving of beating some of the other nominees, which are let me have a look. What were the others? Um oh Brokenblock Mountain.
0: Oh, right, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think it's unusual that it be that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's because it just it just does things where you think, ooh, like I, I see what you trying to do. <laughs> it's like one of these ones where you have um, different perspectives loads of different characters like an ensemble thing and you can see you've, right? you've I get what you're going for I get what the message is meant to be but <laughs> yeah. you've not you've not, yeah. you've not delivered it as effectively and you've probably just muddied the issues that you're trying to because it, it's ultimately trying to be like oh you shouldn't judge people based on race or, or what they do you should you should give people chance it's about perspective and good people can be bad and bad people can be good but the way the way that some of the scenarios play out like there's one character that at the start is sort of oh this guy this guy's good this guy's innocent um he's one of the cleaner characters in it and then by the end he does something terrible and it's like oh okay <laughs> um and right. other characters that you've you've seen do terrible things throughout the film, does something good and it's like, is oh, a hero right and I okay. thinking, is he though I don't think that quite makes sense. <laughs> um, and so yeah it's like ones where you, know, you, you can do that effectively, you can make a film where the main character is somebody that does bad things and you have you have the audience question is he a good person but this kind of doesn't leave it up to questioning <laughs> it kind of <just> <laughs> right. you, oh yeah he is good yeah he did, he, he did something bad <laughs> and wasn't punished for it but it's a good person
0: <laughs> but he tried <trying> his best <laughs> yeah so it's uh, it's it? yeah to me it's like and i haven't remember, I have watched it to me it always reminds me of cuz i know it's about different like a lot a lot of different characters and i know that they kind of like converge by the Mm. end like everyone comes together Um, in my mind it always kind of like sounded like a really Oscar bait to you Love Actually
1: (laughs) yeah that's a perfect (laughs) way of describing it okay
0: Love Actually for the Oscars yeah instead of yeah that's what kind of instead of
1: of being united by love at Christmas you're united by racism in the snow
0: (laughs) oh no Yeah, was it two thousand and one that it came out? Uh, two
1: thousand and five, I think. Going
0: for this. Oh, okay. So it was. Yeah, that's a uh, especially in the probat uh, Mountain and stuff mm. like that. Don't don't do that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's um, my both my picks mm, really. Yeah, both of mine as well. A, yeah. Um. Don't mean to wrap Can up?
1: do.
0: Okay. Uh, well, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, if you have any Oscar picks yourself that you don't like or do like let us know in the comments or wherever you can Mm -hmm. Um, happy to read that and give you some feedback (laughs) (laughs) it's like an essay it is Mark is half (laughs) 100 yeah Um, but yeah I'd just like to mention again we do have an Instagram account at Marvelous Cinema Podcast Marvelous Cinema Podcast there we go Um, where we do daily reviews Tuesday to Friday and weekly podcasts come out on Monday Uh, so yeah I hope you enjoyed that next week we'll be doing Spider-Man 3 and other reviews and making Spider-Man so we'll be going through those Um, also on on our Twitter account we're doing the same thing over there at Cinema Marvelous Uh, daily reviews uh, Tuesday to Friday and then Monday is the podcast Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah I hope you enjoyed this one Uh, thank you for listening thank you
1: for listening bye
0: goodbye